Hey Nab. Hey Juan. Yeah, I'm on. What's up? Matthew Mike is waiting for us to help. Waiting for Big Show to come on. Big Show, we're ready. Do you have the rundown? Yeah, I have it. I added to a little bit today. You sent us a text message. Oh, Big Show, you on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Big yeah. Show. So, <clears throat> all right. Okay, uh, ready? Let's go. Okay, welcome back to Muslims Talk Sports. I'm Nab. I'm T. And I'm Sue Suhail. Alright, so let's see, since our last what was our uh, last pod was like pre-free agency, pre uh yeah, pre-free agency, a lot has changed. Got a lot of stuff wrong. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we got tons of things wrong. In both free agency and the World Cup. Yep. Yeah, I'm uh, so, a little sad on both ends. <laughs> yep. I'm not doing so great on my World Cup um, picks. My brackets are all blown up. I still got Belgium in there, though. But, yeah, do you want to start off with um, NBA first, though? Uh Actually, let's start off with World Cup. Yeah, you got big okay. games tomorrow. That's why. Yeah, we got games tomorrow. Yep. Let's see. Which games do we have tomorrow? Uh, do you want to run down the games first? or? Yeah, let's go with the games first. Uh, let's see. What's the first game tomorrow morning at 7 a.m.? Uruguay and France. Oh. Man, I don't know, man. Man, I'm sad that Portugal's out, man. I'm just, you know, I'm just sad. Uh, because of that, I'm going to go with France. Um, I took French in high school, so I guess I owe it to them. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with France. Uh, I think I'm going to go with France, too. Uruguay, it's a little uh, iffy because they don't, I don't know if Cavani's playing. Yeah, no, Cavani's out, I think. Oh, if he's out, oh, there, really? there's no chance for Uruguay. Yeah, I'm actually leaning that way, too. Um, the, uh, I like how Uruguay played against Portugal. Um, but in France, beat an Argentina team that still wasn't clicking, I feel like. But France, they have the talent. And if they, I think we all agreed on our last podcast, the, both of these teams, France and Argentina, had so much talent. The, uh, the team that starts clicking, they could mm-hmm. probably win the whole thing. And I think mm-hmm. France kind of got it. And the way Mbappe played last game was just tremendous. The speed he played with, he was just dogging those defenders out on Argentina as, as well. Argentina so, looked like they were playing a man down the whole game, the way France yeah, was attacking. Exactly. It was so bad. So with that and with Cavani not playing, I'm going to have to go with France as well too. I have a little bit more trust in them. 
mm. at this point. Yeah. See, what's the next game? Next game. Oh, right after that, Brazil and Belgium. Ooh. Oh, yeah, I'm going with Belgium. Actually, I'm going with Belgium, too. Uh, you know Ooh. what? I'm going to go with Brazil. Oh, man. Well, why I'm saying that is because Belgium, I don't know, man. Japan had Belgium all the way the whole game, and I feel like Belgium just won because it, it, Belgium just won because they're Belgium. It, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like um when the Phoenix Suns play the Warriors and they take them to the third quarter and it's tied game, and everyone's like, oh, maybe the Suns might do something, and then all of a sudden the Warriors show their their maturity and the Suns show their age. I, I felt like that's that's what happened in the Belgium Japan game. Japan had the game, they just had to ice it. And they just got tired and let Belgium not even crawl back, but sprint back into the game. Like, I don't know. So because of that, that poor performance they had against Japan, that's why I'm going to lean towards Brazil. You're right. Um, Brazil's a good team. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised or shocked if Brazil won that game. Um, I just, I mean, it's kind of like what you said. You could look at it both ways. Like, Belgium's is that that talented that they could turn it on at any moment mm-hmm. and just turn it to net, be down to nothing, come back and win three, two. I actually have a really funny story with Belgium. I was at work. Um, I, was, I was eating in the break room and I was watching the game. Um, and as soon as Belgium scored, I went nuts. I went crazy. I was yelling. My coworkers <laughs> thought that something, something bad happened. Like we we're getting robbed <laughs> or something. <laughs> Can be yelling at the bank too. <laughs> Yeah, but hey, when Belgium when they scored that ninety third minute goal, I just saw it coming. Like the corner happened, and my my language, fucking Honda almost scored that free kick from like thirty five yards out. I was pissed. I I knew he almost scored it, and then 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 the a corner kick happened, and the way Courtois got the ball and just led the break to De- Kevin De Bruyne, and De Bruyne, he just took the ball and just ran with it, and just did a perfect pass onto the wing. And then the Lukaku um, um, dummy was just beautiful. I was yelling. I was so, so happy. Uh, it was a great game. Um, I, I, I was, uh, what was I going? I think I was driving to Santa Cruz at that part. And I was uh, watching the live updates go. And it, when Japan went up 2-0, I was like, man, this is it. Japan all the way. Japan finals. We're going eating sushi tonight. We're going everything. <laughs> okay. but, you know, I was the same way. Actually, my take was. As soon as I saw Japan go up 2-0, I thought Belgium, damn. They're like the Clippers in Toronto. They give so much hope. So much hope. And they just ruin it, you know? No, it no, gave but me this that is feeling. A... It gave me that feeling. Like, they're like <laughs> Toronto and Clippers of NBA. How dare you now compare this Belgium team to the Clippers? The Clippers keep on clipping. I wouldn't, I wouldn't compare it to the Clippers because the Clippers would choke. But like Belgium... They, they they got choked. it together. I mean, they choked in the beginning, but they they came back like the Warriors in the third quarter. Like it's just you know, it's just one of those things. And I think I believe like that kind of game they had against Japan. If they have it against Brazil, they're not going to oh, be able yeah, to come back. Oh no, yeah, not not against the Brazil team. They need to show up and play a lot a lot better mm-hmm. than they did. But um, it's going to be a very good game. I think that's going to be the best game of the next oh, round. Yeah. Uh, the Belgian Brazil game. Oh, really? Super good oh, game. I, yeah. I think my bets is gonna be on the next game we're about to talk about. No, no, no. Wait, actually, one more thing. The only reason why I'm picking against Brazil is Neymar's flopping. 
Oh my! Oh, God. did you hear about that Swiss? Uh, I don't know if you guys heard about it, but a Switzerland sports uh, show, kind of like the Swiss version of uh, ESPN. They they did a video and found out that Neymar spent 14 minutes rolling around on the ground in the in this World Cup. 14? <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, if I could, if I find the uh, article or the thing about it, I'll send it to you guys. But yeah, they, they he they did a little like tribute. Or not tribute, but they did some research and found out that Neymar spent 14 minutes on the ground this World Cup. Well, I think like 10 minutes by itself was against uh, was it Switzerland, Sweden, or Serbia? One of those. One of those yeah. in that group where he got like fouled like 10 times or something like that. Was that the one he rolled? Yeah, could... back to Brazil. No, no, no. That was last <laughs> game. That's when they played against um, they played against Mexico. 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 That's the one yeah. you kept no. rolling. Yeah, I know it's bad. I mean, I get it that you're trying to get a foul, but that's oh. just, like, going above and beyond. Like, you're teaching, like... I'm like, young kids, like, look up to you. You're teaching a really, really bad behavior to young kids. Uh, no, but you know what? I, I don't think it is a bad behavior. I, I think flopping is one of those things that is becoming part of the game. No. Just like how it's becoming part of the game in the NBA. No, no, no. Flopping's been part of the game, like... If you no, can. no, I get it. I get it. Flop. I get it. You try to get a foul, you flop. But you don't roll on the floor for fourteen goddamn minutes afterwards. Yeah, that's like true. what? You only got the foul. Like what are you? What are you rolling around Marcus about now? Marcus Smart and Neymar's flopping are at the same level right now. Are at the oh, same level right now. That's how bad it is. <laughs> Mike Smart is frustrated with the Boston Celtics right now. That's what he's doing. Oh, I wouldn't ban him. <laughs> But anyways, what's the next game? Uh, let's see, Russia and Croatia. Yeah, that's my game right here, man. This is gonna, uh, this is gonna be the game of the World Cup right here, Russia and Croatia. Why? Really? Because if Russia loses, Croatia might get taken over by Russia again. Um, they might trade to <laughs> oh, USSR man. again. But but no, and, and on a more serious note, I I believe it's because it's just two random teams. Like the other games, Uruguay and France. Yeah, you kind of saw them coming. Brazil and Belgium. Yeah, you saw them coming. Uh, even Sweden and England, uh, which we'll talk about later, but Russia and Croatia. If you told me three years ago Russia and Croatia will be playing in the quarterfinal in the 2018 World Cup, would you believe me? Probably not. No, I would allow. Yeah. And so I believe because both those teams – now, I'm not saying they're mediocre, but what I'm saying is, like, both those teams are the type of teams where they're going to dogfight for that final spot, man. And that's just going to be a really great, aggressive game. And I won't be surprised if someone gets a red card in that game. Yeah, Russia. Calling yeah. now. Russia. And, no, it's going to be super aggressive, like physical. Russia plays really, really physical. Um, I. But I think Croatia is more balanced. They're a more balanced. Yeah, exactly. Croatia has the more talent. They're more balanced. Russia's the home squad. Um, Russia has Putin. Um, um, you don't know. That's a that's a, a 12th man on the field right there. Um, <laughs> See, if you but... count all the refs, so. 12, 13, 14, 15. Plus the four guys, five guys in the video booth. So that's, 15, you know, 18. 20, 20 man. Yeah, but I think this is where Russia's Cinderella story oh, ends. Yeah. Um, I think Croatia's going to win this game. I think um, Croatia could play a dogfight game, I feel like, because they just came out of one too. So I think they could play physical. They could play those dogfight, but at the end of the day, they have the talent. I think Spain just underestimated them, plain and simple. That was... The most frustrating game ever. It was the boringest game of the World Cup. Spain just sat back mm-hmm. and just kind of like played their little passing yeah. game, and then like and and Russia was like, "All right, we're gonna park the bus and play defense." 
and like just play the long game on here. And like Spain didn't take any risk or anything. Nope. Which is pretty. Which is pretty. I'm not sure if I talked about this on in the last podcast, but like I remember when Spain went on that run where they won the I think 08 um um Euros and then the, I believe the 12 of uh, 2012 World Cup and then the 14 yeah. Euros. 2010, yeah, World Cup, and then the, and then the 2012 um, Euros, and they won three back-to-back ma- major tournaments. Mm-hmm. Um, they were playing a beautiful type of soccer. It was something really new. They were passing the ball around. They were keeping possession. They would just pass you to death. Mm-hmm. But the kicker on those squads was they had a person up top that was able to finish, and they were able to take those risks and finish. They had David Villa, who was playing outstanding during that oh, time. Oh, man, he was playing out of his mind. Now, now this team has Diego Costa up top, which is a good player. He's not on the level of David Villa, I would probably say, but he plays a different type of game. He plays the game that he's not gonna like pass you to death and get those like through balls or whatnot. He's a physical guy. You toss the ball, you play a long ball to him, and he's gonna physically outplay you itself. So it was such a frustrating game. At the end of the day, it was a shock, but Spain deserved to lose. I, I'm like they just played really shitty soccer. It was just. Super annoying. I'm glad they lost. Uh, I saw a stat towards the end of the game. Um, if I remember correctly, um, Spain had 935 completed passes, and Russia only had like 190 or something like that. And yet, yeah. still, they took them to the penalties. And whew, that Russian goalkeeper, man, he came in clutch. Oh, clutch. Ooh, that fifth save was insane. Oh, he was playing for family, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Well, lucky man. You <laughs> can't be saying that. Toba, toba, man. You can't be, man. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, yeah. So I, I think this is where Russia's. It's gonna be. A, it's gonna be a great game. Ends. Yeah, you're right. It's gonna be a good game, but we'll see. Okay. Next game is Sweden and England. Um, with this game. Sweden has a very good defense. England didn't play all that great against Colombia. Um, but, I mean, as Nab would call it, the hurricane is on fire the right hurricane. now. Uh, <laughs> making, pen- and ma- making penalties left and right. Um, I see England um, somehow, someway getting through this Sweden team. Um, Sweden does have one of the better defensive lines in the World Cup left. Um, so they're kind of built differently than a lot of the teams left. Um, a lot of teams have great attacking players. Their defense are all shaky. And Sweden's a team that's opposite. They have a great defensive line, and their offense is kind of shaky here or there. Uh, so I, I think I'm going to have to go with the three Lions, England in this one. Really? Yeah, Hurricane makes two penalties. Uh, I'm going to go with England, too. <laughs> um, I would like Sweden to kind of keep going with their, their little Cinderella story. Um, it would be nice yeah. to see Sweden go through um, because, you know, without Zlatan Ibrahimovic, um, that man's going apeshit over in the MLS right now. But anyways, um, <laughs> yeah, without him. And MLS. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, man. I saw a goal today he did um, off the volley. Um, I don't know, man. That guy's, uh, that guy's not human. Not... You know what it is? It's, it's kind of like LeBron playing with D-League players. That, that's that's true. Is that's true. But... <laughs> G League, G League, G League, G League, G League. Yeah, yeah, they changed it. We're the Gatorade League now. Um, But yeah, no, Sweden. uh, Yeah, I'm gonna go with England. I don't really have much to say about this game because I haven't really watched Sweden play, nor have I watched the England game, so I can't really say much about these guys. um, So yeah. 
How about you, Nab? Which way are you leaning? Uh, I'm going with England since uh, Sweden knocked out my dark horse. <laughs> mm. Switzerland. Pure revenge. Pure huh? revenge. Pure yes. revenge. I think I think we're all guessing the same way. Mm-hmm. Besides the Russia game, right? Oh, I no, I got Brazil. I got Brazil. No, the Russia game. You want? Oh, yeah, and you got Brazil, too, huh? And you want Russia. Okay. Because we did terrible last oh, round. That was horrible, man. Was... <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I don't know. No so, one would have thought uh, Ronaldo and Messi would leave on the same day. That was so sad. Yeah. You know, but you know what it was? It was I just wanted to see them both play. So badly that I just didn't. I was more shocked on Portugal losing than Argentina yeah, losing. I knew I, that I one totally could have gone either way. Um, but I mean, I kept. I keep on not giving Uruguay credit. Credit Uruguay's a good team. They're a good team. They're a solid team. But um, I think this is where their dance ends. Yeah, it, it's basically it's all up on Cavani. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because then there's no one to put check on Suarez biting people's yeah. ear off. Hi. We don't need another Mike Tyson. Oh, he already did. Yeah. Um, all right, so that's the uh, World Cup, right? That's that, that's it on the World Cup news, right? Um, who do you think? Um, who do you think is the best player of the tournament so far? Hurricane. Uh, no, that guy had got the most luckiest hat trick ever on that first eight, game. He got um, six the, goals. He got six goals. The, and, he, and, he, and half of them are penalties. I'll admit it to him. If I need a penalty taken out of anyone in the world, I'll give it to the Hurricane. The Hurricane. But, but outside of that, I don't know. I don't know, dude. It's uh, tough to tell. I feel like the player of the tournament is going to be decided in the final. Yeah, that's true. I, I feel like... I don't. I, I mean, when Ronaldo went out, I don't see any other player in this tournament that's who's in right now who's just you know out there like, oh yeah, he's I'm, above them all. You know, there, everyone has their stars on their team who are doing what they need to do. That's the reason why they're there. Um, yeah, dude. I I don't know. It's gonna come down I mean, to the final it, game. It kind of shows the true greatness of Ronaldo and Messi. Um, on. They're just on a different level with the next tier of stars, mm-hmm. if you like. Oh um, yeah, dude. They're they're. It, it's li- I think uh, Nab and I were talking. They're, they're, it's literally one A, one A. You know, it's like not even. Yeah. It's not one A, one B. It's like you know. I mean, yeah, I would and... I would put Ronaldo one A and then Messi one B because of this tournament. The who yeah, showed up and who happened? didn't. Um. Yeah, but yeah, dude. And everyone else is like number five. There's like no one even close. Yeah, dude. <laughs> like, yeah, the, the, the um, number two guy's like down at ten. You know, like it's not even. Yeah, it's like at Z yeah. or something. So, but you know who's to look out for Mbappe? He's only 19 years old, and um, and the soccer. Can you hear me? Yep. Are we back? Uh, just waiting for- we back in this. We back that in. That was hella weird. All right. It's all good. Technical difficulties. It happens. You know, we're going to get a production show one day. But So this is just the beginning. It's all good. It happens with a bunch of Indians. It's all good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 
So where were we? Oh, NBA, right? Are we starting the NBA season? Yeah. NBA season, yep. NBA portion. Yep, let's start the NBA segment. Um, Let's go with the biggest thing that's dropped since our last podcast. LeBron James oh, okay. going to LeBron the Lakers. You mean La LeBron James. Ooh. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That was a good one. That was a good one. You know what? You know when that dropped, Shannon was like, "Skip!" I told you so. Stephen A. Smith was so. so excited. Levar Ball was excited. Uh, Lonzo probably getting traded. Um, I. Yeah, but I think I. I mean, the shock value. Anyone shocked? I think we all saw this coming, right? You know, yeah. the cookie crumbs were there, as I, you know, they say the cookie crumbs were there, but I don't. Yeah. I didn't expect the four year. I, I expected mm-hmm. a two-year contract. I didn't expect a four-year. And you know what the four-year contract tells me? They're not winning today. What? They're winning next year. Not like, I mean, not like, sorry, let me rephrase that. They're not going to win this next upcoming season. They're not looking to build this next season. They're looking to build in two, three years. Mm. That's what I see. Yep. Well, I, actually, I agree with you. What actually surprised me the most, there's no player option in his contract. Yeah, not at all. That's what I was more surprised about. That uh, yeah, I mean his 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 player option is uh, he didn't take uh, he got four full years guaranteed, right? He the fourth year is not an option at all. Yeah. I think that was the most shocking thing too, because LeBron doesn't do this usually. He usually takes two years, one year um, contract, and the second year he he has an option to opt out, so he mm-hmm. keeps teams like still motivated to go get pieces to compete. So I was pretty shocked that he got the all four years guaranteed and with no player option. And it's kind of like what Big Show Sue said, that I think what it, what the Lakers are thinking and what he's thinking is that we're not winning this year. We're winning the following year and the years mm-hmm, after cause... that. We're going to like I – think, I think what they're going to do is – I think that also shows to the Spurs that we're not going to give up much – to give get Kawhi because we could wait for the summer and just sign him out. Yeah, dude. And I mean, even Kawhi said himself, he's not gonna he's not gonna play unless he's traded to an LA team. Some people are saying the Clippers too probably got in there, but I don't know, man. Yeah, I heard I read that article too. Yeah, I don't know, but it, uh, but it's gonna be interesting because the thing is, next summer's free agency is gonna be big. Um, there's a lot of big names mm-hmm. out there, a lot of big people. Um. And and the cap could, um, goes up goes too. up too a lot of space. But it's going to be interesting to see who LeBron gets surrounded about this season. You know, there's got to be someone else that's going to come. Um, you, you know what? I think someone else is going to come. And this here's why: you if you look at the contracts uh, uh, Lakers signed with other people, they're all short term and cheap contracts. Mm-hmm. What if they use that as a trading piece? Oh, they will definitely. So they got these players on cheap contracts, and then you just send them out to people who have like okay. um, basically hard contracts or like you know the high twenty sixteen contracts. You know, yeah. Those teams want to get rid of those players, and they're like, "Oh, here, let's trade you Rondo and Javale McGee for this person, or there's Stevenson and uh, let's say, oh, let's do Ingram. Let's throw Ingram in." Yeah. 
No, that's... But wait, can, can, can they trade him this quickly, early on, though, after they signed him? They'll have to wait in the midseason, right? No, they could trade him. Okay. Right away? Uh, don't you have to wait, like, 30 days or something like that? A month or two, right? No, uh, who's that player? Who got traded, like, 50 times on that one day? Who? Someone got traded 50, well, like, like multiple times in one day? They got traded, like, five, six times. Man, that sucks, man. That's tremendous. That's well, sad. One thing I want to talk about real quick. Remember I, I mentioned you guys earlier, there's a theory I had. Um, yeah. I think, I think you know, we see LeBron. So this is, this is what I think is, has happened. We see LeBron sign with the Lakers. Everyone's like, whoa, Lakers, Magic, LeBron. Why is he going to the Lakers? Western Conference? What? But I think LeBron probably has been talking to Magic probably for a while now. I don't feel like it's not something that happened in the last month, you know, or so. I feel like this has been happening mm-hmm. a long time. And Magic and uh, Rob Palinka, P- P- I-, I keep forgetting how to pronounce his name, but the- yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. The GM, I feel yeah, like yeah. him, Magic, and LeBron sat down, whether it's through a phone conversation, and they talked about who they're going to get, who they're going to surround LeBron with, and how they're going to do it. And I think that's why LeBron committed for four years, because they know it's not something that's going to happen this summer. It's going to be next summer and then the summer after that. And and also yeah. another thing, <laughs> this, this is where the theory part comes in. I feel like LeBron talked to Adam Silver. Yeah? I feel like LeBron talked to Adam Silver about about the playoffs, the seeding, the – 16 best 16 teams in the you know in the league mixing matching you know that's why that that's why I feel like LeBron also went to the west because if he's playing on the Lakers side you know he could still be playing east teams in the playoffs but with that full you know uh mixture of top 16 teams I mean LeBron being in the west you know he's going to be playing good competition I mean it's going to be in- enjoyable to watch the playoff basketball because of all the top teams and a team like, say, if LeBron stayed on the Cavs, right, for another year. I mean, if LeBron stayed on the Cavs last year and they did the top 16 teams, what, the Cavs would probably be somewhere what? Like, like they'll probably be, like, anywhere between, like, 12th or 13th, I feel like. Uh, no, I agree with you. One, two, three, I, four, five, six. 16. They would have been the 16. Oh, okay. So, then no, I agree with you. That's, like, a pretty big theory right there. I mean, if you think. LeBron, uh, like Adam Silver, is going to change that format because you know the main reason with that format changing, what people are going to be against it is because the travel, mm-hmm. right? Because nowadays these players cry so much about the travel, travel days or whatnot, this and that. So now you're, if it's evened out, you're playing every single team evenly amount. You're traveling a lot further and further out because how many times do we play Sacramento? They go up the road multiple mm-hmm. times, you know. So I think. Yeah, I mean, if that goes happen, that could have happened. Because I mean, you're right. I mean, why else would you want to come come to the Lakers and like running the risk playing against KD and like Steph for the next um, four years or whatnot? Yeah. you know, and not you making the exactly. Finals. And that's why unless you have a backup yeah, plan, there's, like you there's, know, there's like, something. LeBron's not that dumb. No, exactly. Like, LeBron has something. Exactly. And I totally agree with you. There's there's something that we don't know, and that's only going to come out in time. You know, the, I think the unless tampering rules. Unless, unless he knows that. Uh, uh, what about this? Remember that text message to KD? 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. What if what if that was kind of like reassuring from KD that yeah, I'm only staying one more year at Golden State test to three peat and after that I'm going east. Or it's um oh come join the Lakers after one year. Yeah, or even after that. Like, what if that was re- his reassurance? Like, hey, like, you still sign? He's like, yeah, I'll still sign here for with that. And that's why, and everyone thinks that he's, he's doing the one and one to give a discount to the Warriors or whatnot to be able to sign other people. But do you think, because LeBron's not that dumb. LeBron's like, there's a reason why LeBron's playing chess and everyone else is playing checkers. Mm-hmm. Like, you know? <laughs> and, and it's always been like this, too. I mean, LeBron going back yeah. to the Cavs. Um, and LeBron going to Miami, like you know, it, 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 it's all calculated. He does everything very calculated, and that's that's one thing that puts him ahead of any other NBA player in history because he, he doesn't do things and people are like, yeah, I saw that coming. People are like, oh yeah, I saw him going to the Lakers, but there's something that we don't know why he went to the Lakers. Now, of course, yeah, it's his family. Three straight, three straight, again against the Warriors. <laughs> no, I know he's he's lost many finals, but I mean, yeah, he calculated it too. <laughs> he calculated. Nah, you just you just hate LeBron. Nah, you just hate on LeBron. He made it to eight straight finals. He's I mean, not, the, he tries to make the storyline all about him. You know, right after the Warriors but, swept them. Oh my hand, my hand. Dude, that hand was big, dude. He, LeBron breaking his hand. I'm thinking about it, he dropped fifty one. On our on the Warriors defense, I mean, you can say what you want, and, and the thing that makes LeBron unique is that what and what's really crazy good is that what talking about I'm talking about the storyline. No, no, no. I know what I'm saying is no. What I'm saying is that it, the storyline it's not always about him, but the thing is he does things in a way. About it's, it's about him because we make it. It's about him. We don't we don't just say you know pe- us as fans of the game. We always think it's about him. We just make it that way. Yeah, I mean, it, you could go – that's supposed to be – it's like here, neither here nor, the, nor there. I feel like you could go both ways. He's – LeBron's pretty egotistical. I mean, you, you, I mean, being that good, like – Pretty. Like, you have to have a big ego. <laughs> like – no, no, but then no. – No, but I also get it. Like, I mean, th- like the whole him coming out with that after the series ended, I, I get it, but – I mean, he didn't come out with it before. Like, what if before game five? Like, he knew he was going to lose. Like, why didn't he come out with it then? You don't have, like, he could have done that. No, I mean, like, before game four. I mean, before game four. Yeah. Like, he could have came out before that. But see, if he came out before game four and then they lost the game, they're like, oh, LeBron knew he was going to lose the game. He knew he was going to get swept. So he blamed it on his broken hand that he got swept. See, the narrative is always going to be against LeBron no matter what. and that's why I totally agree with you, a big show. Like, he could have done that. It doesn't matter when LeBron says it. Anything that comes out of his mouth will be a narrative in the NBA, I feel like. He's that big. Like, you either hate him or you love him, but you have strong feelings about him. So anything he says will be a narrative at the end of the day. The only calculated thing he has about this Lakers his son wants to play in L.A. with his friends. And let's see, after four years... Um, little Bronny is going to be uh, NBA eligible. Remember that? Yeah. Is he even that good, though? I mean, he's LeBron James' son. 
<laughs> no, I know, but I, it, okay. So, from a LeBron's perspective, you're going to LA. You're signing a four-year uh-huh. contract, and he signs that he signs that contract after Paul George already opts into the OKC contract, which <laughs> is a conversation we're gonna have to get to eventually. Very strong feelings about that. I think it was on the rundown, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. So we'll get to that, but I'm. So why do you do that? Do you have that much trust that Kawhi is going to sign there and then you and Kawhi with G League players will be able to go and compete? Or like or- you think like right away? I think I think you guys are right. I think LeBron went there. LeBron has a bigger plan in motion. LeBron's for the first time probably Magic sold it to him like, hey, we might not be as good right away, but – we will be good, and you'll be competing for championships later on in your career than you ever thought you would be. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you sacrifice one year for four or five years of greatness. Like, you know? So, and I think that's why the Lakers are more hesitant in flipping the trigger on Kawhi for that trade. Because they're like, hey, you know, we could just, like, try to build, try to make the playoffs, get our young players oh, no, experience. Though, LeBron, you do what you LeBron, can. they're going to make the playoffs. That's guaranteed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, make the playoffs, get Ingram, get Kuzma all this experience. And when... When Kawhi comes on the market, we sign him or we sign another big big player. And now we're, we have depth with stars. And now, like, you could compete for the next four, five, six years. Kind of type of thing. get Kevin you know? Love over because Kevin Love always wanted to play in L.A. You know, get DeRozan. DeRozan's from <laughs> nah, Kevin Compton. Love's, Kevin Love's going to the Clippers. <laughs> and then get, uh, get DeMar DeRozan. DeRozan's, you know, always wanted to play in L.A. because he's from Compton. You know? So my big... My biggest thing is this, though. There's been some rumblings recently about Damian Lillard. Have you yeah. heard about that? No, but he's loyal. He's loyal. No, 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 no. No, no but no, but he, he tweeted, tweeted out. out. No, he... Yeah, I'm a happy camper. The thing, the thing with him is, though, he's... I forget what he exactly tweeted out, but he, he's not content. He likes Portland. He wants to be in Portland. But he wouldn't be. He wouldn't mind getting traded no, to the Lakers or going somewhere else. Damian Lillard is like a big Damian Lillard is. He's not gonna become a free agent and then sign with someone else. If he's gonna move to another team, he's gonna get traded, which is something that might happen. I mean, knowing Portland and how horrible their GM skills have been the last what ten, fifteen years. Oh. Um, no, yeah. no, it's more than that. Oh, it's more than that. But in recent history, I mean, come on, Greg Oden signing instead of Kevin Durant. Um, the list goes yeah. on. No, but before that, they had the whole like Rasheed Wallace, Pippen, and Sabonis. Yeah, era. and uh, they remember that was a good era for them. I feel like that was their good. GM after that. Their GM um, skills goes all the way back to the uh, Jordan era. They didn't pick Jordan, <laughs> but so many teams. But who didn't pick Jordan? <laughs> like, come on, Portland, huh? Yeah, I know, but Portland didn't pick Jordan. But they picked a Pippen afterward, though. I feel like they they competed. The li- yeah, after he that, came that... from Chicago. Yeah, that I feel like that squad did good, and they just got really unlucky with the um, with Brandon Roy getting injured with his knee and like falling apart. Yeah, and then and then Lamarcus Aldridge being a little crybaby, thinking that Damian Lillard was taking over his stardom in, in Portland and. And 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 then like now it's kind of like now I, I I get you now they just really bad contracts Evan Turner terrible 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 contract. terrible contract with with Evan Turner and all that 
But so the thing is this: if you're Portland, and you obviously are seeing how great the West is, and you're like, "Dang, I gotta break up this." I'm tanking, bro. Like, like, who do you keep? No one. Really? No one. No, I'm tanking, bro. You're gonna be like the sign. I'm gonna take Shabazz Napier. Get rid of Lillard. And and McCollum, I'll keep a little bit because McCollum's a little newer to us. I'm gonna keep him, ride him out, make McCollum our star. But the thing is, how old is McCollum? Twenty, twenty-four. Twenty-five. Twenty-four, twenty-five. How old is Lillard? Lillard's like twenty-seven. Because remember, Lillard yeah. went to four years at college. Remember that? Oh yeah, Lillard's yeah, older. Lillard's yeah. a little older. I think he's twenty-seven, twenty-eight. Now the thing is, if I'm Portland, I'm seeing LeBron coming to the West. What does that mean? That means my team's dropping out of the playoffs. Yeah, and I, so that's, if that's if exactly I'm looking at why would I try to compete all year to not make the playoffs when I could use the stars I have right now, get some future draft picks. Now this is what the smart smart Portland would do. Now who knows what Portland's GM is going to do, but the smart Portland. If I'm Portland's GM, I'm going to look at the look at the landscape of the NBA. Warriors probably Lakers. Um, they're going to be in control for the next four or five years. Uh, in that time, I should do what Boston does. Make trades, get those draft picks, and stock up for like 2023 draft picks, 2022, 2024, you know, those draft picks. And just ride out the storm. Because I feel like that's what Boston did with the big three, and look how look how their team shaped up to be now. Um, yeah, and no, I agree Portland, you. you got but... nothing to lose. I mean, what are you going to do, keep Lillard and McCollum around? And... You can't do what – uh, Boston did. You no, no, I, I know you can't do, but I'm saying you got to do that similar situation. You got to look at it because Lillard and McCollum, I mean, as much as Lillard's going to say he wants to stay loyal, no one at the end of the day is going to play on a shitty team just so they can keep on losing when they know they could walk to a championship team, right? Yeah, yeah like, because like, I, I think we all agree Lillard can be your best player on a championship team. Can't? I think we all agree can't. on that. Oh, cannot. cannot. Yeah, yeah, no, can't. I totally agree. Yeah. I, uh, Lillard Lillard's a great could be your second best second player. best player. And he needs Yeah. He needs a big man. I, I, I yeah. feel like that's Lillard. He needs a big man and he needs a little sidekick, like a two guard, which is why McCullum's great with him. Cause you know, M- yeah. Lillard Millard. I was gonna call him Millard. But Lillard could uh, you know, give him the ball, but Yeah, man, I So wait, so how about this? If you're Portland and you know Lakers the rumbling's happening, Lakers offer you you know, guys, laugh at this. Lonzo, Dang, and a draft pick, a future first round draft pick. Do you, do you trade him for a little? No, for no, I wouldn't go that cheap. They'd have to throw in either Ingram or Kuzma in there. I really? Lonzo, Ingram, and a pick. No, really? Maybe even Josh Hart. No, instead of uh, instead of uh, Ingram. I take Josh Hart, but but if you look at the other way, like they don't even give that much for Kawhi. I feel like yeah, Kawhi. I I think you're T. I think you're right about the Kawhi situation. I don't think they're gonna just uh, they're gonna let him. Um, they're gonna trade for him because they know he wants to come here. Why don't you just sign him? You know. Um, yeah. So they're gonna lowball the offer until the Spurs are tired yeah. and like they have no hope until like Kawhi's like right, I'm sitting out. So. Um, that's what I'm saying. Spurs make a, made a huge mistake. They they messed up really really bad badly in this whole situation. They should have traded him the first couple of days out. Like did did uh, made Boston and Lakers like um and Philly go up against each other and just took the best deal and walked uh-huh. away with it. 
every single day that goes by, their value goes drops more and more and, and more and, and more. Lavar leaked out. Well, Lavar's camp. Or, everyone says Lonzo's camp, but you know it's Lavar. Lavar leaked out about yeah. um, Lonzo's knee injury. The Lakers are trying to keep that quiet because they want to trade him. But since yeah. Lavar leaked that out, well, I'm going to say Lavar because we obviously know who's talking about Lonzo's camp. But Lavar leaked that injury out, and the Lakers were mad, which means it could tell me two things. That means Lonzo's going to get oh. traded, or he's just going to get waived, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you. That's, say, no, he's not going to get waived. No, dude, there's a reason why they got Rondo. They didn't just get Rondo if they believed in Lonzo. You know what I mean? Why would you go get a – I mean, Rondo's a great basketball IQ, great floor general. Him and LeBron together are going to be like CP3 and Harden. But, um, but yeah, dude, if you if you believed in Lonzo and looking at him long-term, there's no way – there's no reason to go sign Rondo. And I think that's why they're going to get rid of Lonzo, and that's the reason why they got Rondo, dude. Yeah, no, and and I I totally agree with you. I I feel bad for Lonzo so badly because his dad is just no. I don't feel sorry. Tearing up his tearing up his career, but um, you know what? Lonzo should man up and tell his pop to shut up. That's what. Yeah. No. The thing is, Lonzo. In my opinion, Lonzo was never good. Like, okay, Lonzo was good, but I don't think he was NBA good. And the only reason why he got into the NBA is because his dad hyped him up. His dad was loud. His dad had gone on talk shows. He was loud about talking about what he's going to do. And that's what built up Lonzo. Everyone got on the hype train that Lonzo's really good. Lonzo's really good. And then when he started showing the signs that he's not that good, everyone's like, oh, he's a bust. He's a bust. But he's not a bust. He just wasn't fit and ready for the NBA at his, at his time. He's a, he, should have been, he should have been in college for a couple more years, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he would have been a lot better if he came out of us. Um, yeah, no, but... Okay, so do you think – I'm very intrigued to see LeBron and Rondo play together. Dude, you're looking um, at the two I greatest think... basketball IQs in, in basketball right now in the game. together on yeah. one team. That's going to be – Has LeBron played with someone as high no. IQ as Rondo? Probably Dwayne Wade. And that type of mentality. But, like, Dwayne Wade was more of, like, all right, like, Dwayne Wade was more of his friend. Like, Rondo's going to get up in LeBron's oh, face yeah. and be like, you're wrong. Like, no, you know? exactly. Like, and – and Rondo might be the one person, like, who knows, maybe in certain situations more than LeBron does. Like, Rondo be calling up plays for the opposing team. And, and that's the thing. I mean, LeBron, LeBron doesn't <laughs> the court. That's the thing. Like, uh, that's what I'm I'm crazy. It's going to be interesting to see because Rondo, LeBron, and Luke Walton are going to sit together and watch a lot of film. And you know who they're <laughs> going to watch? Oh, wait, Luke Walton's still going to be the coach? Nick. Oh, yeah, no. This is not going to be a Ty Lue situation. Oh, no. no. Luke Walton. I feel like who's going to be coach, though? Rondo or LeBron? No, 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 no. Luke's going to coach that team. Luke, Luke's going to coach Luke's, that team. Yeah, dude. Uh, Luke, Luke's different. Luke knows how to be around very big egos. I mean, his dad was Bill Walton. He grew up around that Celtics team. Come on. Like, he, how can you not? He played with uh, Phil to... Jackson. I mean, I'm yeah. under Phil Jackson. Like he... he played, he played with Kobe. Like, like for him to be able to be around that many people and be still his own man and be known as Luke Walton and not just Bill Walton's son or Kobe Bryant's teammate or played under Phil Jackson or whatnot. Or... Like that shows something of it. Yeah. Dude. Like he, he knows he's a very good people person. Look how the worries that when like Luke took over and Kerr was like, you know, Kerr was sick. I mean, part of it was because Luke knows how to like get along with Draymond. Was I think that twenty four games was the best Draymond ever played. 
crazy now is that because Luke knows the ins and outs. There's a reason why the Lakers always give the Warriors a hard time, especially down in L.A. Um, Luke knows how to coach against the Warriors, and that's going to be something that's going to be big coming up in you know this season. Yep. And you're going to see a lot of those home games the Lakers have against the Warriors. I won't be surprised if the Lakers win both of them. No, I totally agree with you, yeah. It's going to be... It's going to be a crazy season. Yeah. It's an exciting season with that, um, what the Lakers are going to do. Um, so, do you think they make the move for Kawhi at the end of the day? No. At the end of the day, if they do make a move for Kawhi, it's going to be because the Spurs are like, just get rid of this guy. Give us whatever you can. That's what kind of move it's okay. going to be. Yeah, so they're not giving up Kuzma. Because I have heard Kuzma is the only person off the table. They want to do Ingram... Um and Hart. like um Hart and like maybe one draft pick. They don't. They didn't even want to give up. Like I think Spurs were asking for like three draft picks, Ingram and Kuzma, and like they were. They're like, no, we're not gonna do that. Like we, we don't want to give you that many draft mm-hmm. picks, you know. And you know the main reason they don't want to give them three draft picks because who comes in three or four years? LeBron James. Yep. Uh, I feel like <laughs> it's all planned, dude. Cleveland's gonna be trash in twenty twenty. <laughs> let's see, four years from now, that's what twenty twenty two, twenty twenty three. Draft. Uh, LeBron James Jr. is going to be there. He's going to get drafted by Cleveland. LeBron does another homecoming to win a championship in 2024. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Nab, do you think LeBron, um, they, I mean, Lakers trade for Kawhi? Lakers trade for Kawhi. Yeah, it's going to happen eventually. But I don't know. Okay. You know what I also can see happening? One month goes into the season, and Lakers just are not figuring it out, and they're losing more games than they're winning, and they, and they make a fire trade, and they give up everyone. Mm. That could happen. I mean, I'll be really disappointed in Magic if he does that, because that means he's he's not as smart as we all well, thought he was. I mean, if you look but, at the roster right now, damn, they're like a first-round exit, dude. Yeah, but I mean... But you got LeBron, dude. No, actually, no. Actually, I, I don't think they'll be a first-round exit. You know why? Because oh. playing against LeBron and Rondo in a seven-game series is, I mean. That's hell, bro. That's the thing. That's the thing. I don't think so they could be a top-four seed or maybe even top-five seed. I think they'll be like a sixth seed or seventh seed because they just won't win enough games during the regular season because they won't care. But, like, the Pelicans won a game because of Rondo against the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Not because of Anthony Davis as much. Anthony Davis, they're going to give that to him. It was Rondo just mentally getting underneath them, like figuring them out and making everyone around them better and better. Yeah, and so this, like, wait, wait, wait. I mean, the Warriors are against uh, Portland. Oh, Portland as but well, too. There's another thing. Uh, I don't know if you guys Warriors, heard. Um, that game was a giveaway game. Yeah. But... Uh, and there was something uh, that came up recently. I just was looking through Twitter earlier. Um, I don't know if you guys saw, but the Cavs are actively uh, looking to shop George Hill and Kyle Korver. Could they be coming to L.A.? Kyle Corver's coming. I think Kyle Corver will come for sure. They need a shooter. That team needs a oh, shooter. Yeah, Kyle, We're talking about that. And that's always been the formula of LeBron. Surround him with three-point shooters because he drives and kicks. And that's that's always been the formula to their success, uh, LeBron's success as a team. Yeah, but see, yeah, that's true. But, like, But the George Hill know. situation. No, George Hill's not coming. LeBron's never forgiven him for missing that free throw. <laughs> Same thing with J.R.? Huh? Any guy, oh, J- any guy, JR. Oh, no. JR is going to end his career in Cleveland, I feel like. Wait, no, what? <laughs> I know, I was about to say that too. Wait, what? What success were you talking about? 
What do you mean? Throwing him with shooters. Yeah, throwing him with shooters. That's always been the the formula for LeBron's team. I mean, look at 2016. Well, the Cavs. It did work. It did. It doesn't work. It doesn't work at all. I mean, they Wait, lost. What do you mean? Three of the last four uh, finals. Um, let's see. LeBron has lost five of the past eight finals. Yeah, even in even in Miami, like he lost two out of four. Yeah. No, but but no, what I'm saying is the teams that won. When they won the finals, those teams were known for being three-point shooting teams. So, I mean, the 2016 no. Cavs are the ones that dropped 26 threes on uh, Atlanta, I think. And uh, yeah. even look at the, I mean, the 2012 Miami team. You know, Mike Miller, Shane Battier, all these guys were, you know, knocking Ray Allen in 2013. Um, these guys, it, it was one of the success where. You surround LeBron with three-point shooters. I mean, that's. I mean, look at the Miami. Half the Miami team was a three-point shooting team. That's the reason why Chris Bosh was shooting threes in 2013, 2014. Because yeah, you but know still, they were still two and four, uh, two and two in that span. So is two and two better than zero and four? <laughs> well, I mean, it's better than um, one and three. Is one and three better than zero and four? It's still a losing record. Yeah, okay. You know, no, no. I, I understand the, what you're trying to get. I, I see no, the, the thing the, the thing is this, though. For LeBron, I don't... I, I judge him for his first loss against the Warriors, even though if he didn't have Kyrie and Kevin Love. And I judge him against the... Um, um, the Spurs and the um, especially the Dallas loss. Oh no, the, the Dallas finals. loss. Okay. So Dallas oh, loss. Hey, me, I'm I'm a LeBron fan. I'm gonna say the Dallas one was a bad one. If there's any final yeah. that you can nitpick LeBron at, it would be the it, it would be the 2011 against Dallas. That that would probably be yeah. his worst finals, and that's probably the only one that should get scrutinized. I mean, oh seven. No, but the Spurs one, like I mean, the Spurs final. The first thing that that comes into my head is him getting carried off the floor because he's cramping up. Like, which one? Twenty four didn't show up. Twenty fourteen. I think that was twenty thirteen. No, the last year he was at um, Miami that he lost. Oh, he got Spurs in the finals. Nah, dude, that twenty fourteen Spurs team—they were on a mission. I mean, they broke records for three point shooting. They were just playing. They were playing pre Warrior basketball on the time when no one knew about Warrior basketball. That's essentially what it was, and no one knew how to guard it. And the Spurs that year, it was just a revenge tour for all season for them. And so, so basically, are you saying that the reason LeBron's three and six in the finals because he's been unlucky? That he's gone against like I mean great teams. I, I think other than so he hasn't been on. A I great think team? other than the Dallas and OKC series, I don't think he was ever a favorite to win a final. But then, what what does that say about LeBron? Why can't LeBron be the better team? Because he's carrying his team. If he's the no, if he's no, that says a lot about LeBron. It shows the fact that he, he's taking teams that are under are underdog in the finals to the finals. You get what I'm saying? But doesn't he? But the but I get what you're saying. But he puts himself in those situations, though. He on um, this is the first time he signed a four year contract besides the Miami mm-hmm. one. Like, and when he went to Miami, he put in a way where he'll be teamed up with Bosch and Wade mm-hmm. in the primes, like. So it's kind of like he's always set up his teams like strategically. Like he's never been like where, okay, I'm on a I'm on a team and the GM just doesn't like you know. 
doesn't pull moves for me. Like, even when he came back to Cleveland, like, the, I mean, they picked up as many players as they could have for LeBron, uh-huh. I feel like, in those situations. So are you just saying that he's unlucky or, like, he's been up against great teams uh, and he just hasn't had a great I team? I mean, I think he's been – it's it's a mix of both. Um, I mean, like, look, the 20 – the 20 – what am I looking at? Okay, 2012. 2012 when he was against OKC. OKC was great. The only issue with OKC was they were young. They were young. That was the only yeah. issue with OKC uh, at that time. Other than that, they were a great team. They could have gone a lot farther than – I mean, they did go a lot farther. But um, And in 2013, that Spurs team – They got lucky. They got lucky. Um, Ray Allen – now, everyone talks about Ray Allen saving LeBron, but no one talks about LeBron scoring 16 in the fourth quarter to get him even, right? So that's uh, that's another thing that a lot of people oversee that, yeah, you know, Ray Allen hit the three that saved the championship, but LeBron's the reason why they got back into the game anyways. And so it, it goes back to the narrative that we talked about, that no matter what, it comes down to LeBron's narrative of, oh, it's him getting the hard, hard side, no matter what he does. I'm 2015. Yeah, so, so, so and that's my point. Like, when is it going to be basically kind of, it, the narrative, okay, on the side of LeBron haters, so mm-hmm. basically Nab Daddy's side. Um, the narrative is basically this like, LeBron gets what he wants. He does what he wants. He sets up these teams. And then when he fails in the finals, people say that, oh, his team wasn't that great. His team wasn't this. His team wasn't and that. Then... So, so that's, that's, that's the direction it's kind of sitting at. It's kind of like what I said the last podcast. It's kind of like when, when you talk about like, superstars and being able to build a team and being able to build a great team like LeBron ever built a superstar like on, on the side of him LeBron, uh, Kyrie was already great before LeBron came there itself he too. just took him to a different level he just took him to a different level so it's kind of uh, that's what I'm I, I think I'm kind of frustrated with with LeBron James is that we talk about how the great warrior teams we talk about how that Spurs team was just outstanding but why is that Miami team third on that list that's a team with the best player out of all three teams combined. Like, you know? Hello? Yeah. Okay, sorry. My, my phone's overheating, that's why. Mm-hmm. Um, no, Got to put uh, on no, the AC. I, no. I, I think what it is is that, yeah, LeBron surrounds himself with the, uh, these teams like 2015. They get Kevin Love. They got Kyrie. They got a full-stack team. Kyrie goes and breaks his kneecap, and Kevin Love has his shoulder dislocated. LeBron's carrying the team. 2016, they're healthy. They take the Warriors to seven games. Okay, no. they won, right? No, 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 no. You know what? There's an asterisk on that time. Oh, what? Draymond not getting suspended <laughs> game six against OKC? After OKC? After kicking uh, Steven Adams in the groin? No. You know, you got to see a whole bunch of stuff that happened during that thing. It was just like an ongoing thing. All right. Well, so, uh, and then uh, what I'm making, what I'm saying is like in 2017, Okay, Warriors get they're on, Warriors on a revenge tour. They pick up Kevin Durant. They pick up an MVP. How many teams win sixty plus games and then pick up the second best player in the league? You know. Yeah, yeah no, I, I I get you on that. No, but my whole point my whole point is this though. Like when when we talk about this past ten years of uh, ten years of basketball, mm-hmm. we talk about like like anyone that talks about talks about the great Warrior teams, then talks about that great innovative Spurs teams. And then LeBron's team's third. Uh, LeBron's basically Miami team was probably his best team that he was mm-hmm. on. 
but his team third. But he's the best player out of all three teams combined. Why his is his team third? Why does he have to do so much? Like that's my and, question. And like, the thing is, why does he make it look like he has to do so much? Why can't he like develop players around him so he has a great team? Why is it always the same narrative? Like every time he gets to the finals, he is the best player on the planet. I think we all kind of agree on that as yeah. well too. But 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 why does it come to the end where? Where it's kind of like, oh, he doesn't have enough. He doesn't have enough. When he's always the one who's pulling the strings. No, and see, and what it goes into is that and I was telling, I'm talking to Nab about this um, a while back. Um, the way the NBA, the way the NBA kind of goes in the playoffs and everything, one person can change your whole season. You know, Curry that MVP season, he just led the Warriors through all the way. Durant when he won MVP, he led OKC all the way. You know, one player can do everything. And for the whole entire season, and we lost them. It's all good. It was blasphemous. <laughs> no, but I get where he's coming from. He's he's basically saying that it's 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 he's just been unlucky. Which I mean, it's hard for me no, to swallow that because for ten years in a row. Hello, like yeah, it's yeah. More like- Victor, you're back. So basically, oh, a big show. You're well, like- hold on, but let me finish. So, so when it comes down yeah. to the finals and everything, it's a team effort at that moment. In the finals, on that biggest stage, on the well, it's the Eastern Conference Finals or the finals in general, and that's the reason where you see the difference. I mean, look at Jer- George Hill, eighty percent free throw shooter misses a free throw. Jarrah Smith does something out of his mind. That's something like LeBron can't control, and that that one play, that one sequence. Was the difference between yeah changes the whole series the, the difference between getting six game series maybe and that's sweet yeah. right and yeah and I think that's where the difference is LeBron carries them all through the season and in the moment where he needs his teammates that's when they don't show up Kevin Love was <laughs> garbage probably throughout uh, what last year's finals I mean Tristan Thompson was getting out rebounded by Curry come on man like, yeah no, no I mean I, I think if you look at it this way this all goes back to LeBron though. Because look at those, his teammates are because of him. Oh, okay, J.R. Smith, give him a four-year. You know, Tristan Thompson, give him a four-year plus this money. You know, Kevin Love, just give him this money. Yeah, that Tristan Thompson contract no, is it, it goes into It goes into the fact that he, he's believing in his teammates. Like, okay, look, I got you this. I helped you get this contract. You got to return the favor by playing well. Now, Tristan Thompson at one point did play well. Then he ended up with the Kardashian. All right, so 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 uh, we're basically saying that LeBron's not a good evaluator of talent. No, what I'm saying is that it, LeBron's good to carry your team. Like, look at this Lakers team. I mean, you could state it now. I won't be surprised this Lakers team goes to the Western Conference Finals. I'll tell you this yeah, right no, now. No, no, I I agree and, with and, you. And the like, thing is, they'll be a six seed, but they'll make it to the they'll conference make it to the conference finals. finals like, but yeah. the problem is when they meet the Warriors in the conference finals, they're gonna get he's gonna need, they're gonna get steamrolled because there's. Not enough. I mean, look at the Warriors. Got Curry. They got Clay. They got Durant. Now they got Boogie. I mean, Boogie. if even like Curry has a bad game, I mean, look at what was the game? Was it game two? I believe. Um, everyone had a bad game except for Durant. Durant scored what forty yeah, or something, Durant him. and that's the reason why they yeah. won. And see, the thing is, LeBron can't have a bad game. No, and I I get you, but LeBron puts himself in situations where he wants to put have the best talent around him and he are always tries to maximize that potential but then it's always the same excuse i i get it like like if it happens once or twice you're just really unlucky but it's been happening for the past decade yeah i'm back i'm back so 
No, no. So, so what I, what I was saying is this. I get it. Like, you know, like you get to the finals and his teammates don't show up. And part of my debate on that is this. Like, if it happens once or twice, I get it. But it's happening consistently for the past decade. When are we going to look and be like, wait, maybe it's LeBron? And no, what it is, is the thing is, one thing about LeBron's career, throughout his whole career, he's never had a great coach. And that's something that we can all agree yeah. on, that he's never had a great yeah, coach. Yeah, no, totally. And totally, that totally. goes in hand of who LeBron is. LeBron is the system. Every team he goes on, okay. he is the system. He's never played in a system because he is the system because he's never had a good coach. He's never had a Phil Jackson. He's never had a triangle. He's never had a Steve Curry. He's never had a, a Popovich where they have solidified systems. That's why it's going to be interesting to see how LeBron works yeah. with Luke Walton in the Lakers because he's going to play in the system. You know, no, I, I totally and, agree with you. I think we all agree with one thing. Like, in Miami, he had a great GM in, in, in Pat yeah. Riley. And Spolster was an upcoming young yeah. coach as well, too. And I think over here, I think what's going to be interesting is, I think we'll agree on, is that he has a good GM in Magic Johnson that wants to win. Mm-hmm. He has a good coach and a good basketball mind in Luke Walton who knows how to deal with players. And on top of that, he has smart, high IQ players around him with, like as Rondo. So that's amazing. Yeah, it's gonna be he has the smart ones and the not-so-smart ones. <laughs> no, and I think because LeBron is the system for every team he goes on, that's the reason why it doesn't work when he gets to the finals and plays teams who have a system. I mean, look at the teams he's lost to: Steve Kerr's Warriors and Popovich. I mean, other than Oak, I mean, what he beat OKC, so that doesn't really matter. And oh. then Dallas, Dallas, uh, like I said, Dallas, that Dallas series was the, that yeah. was just bad. That was LeBron just being kind of shell shocked in the finals. He put. He pooped real bad on the floor. Yeah, but if you look at it, Popovich's <laughs> system, it's a system team. There's a reason why Popovich, no matter who you throw on his team, they're going to be in the playoffs every year. There's a reason why Steve Kerr and the Warriors are winning 65, 70 games a season because of what they do and also because they got five All-Stars on their team and probably about six Hall of Famers. But besides that point, um, it, it's it's because when LeBron meets that system, it changes because – Oh, I I think we lost oh, the big show, fun right? Fun fact for uh, that 2011 NBA Finals. Oh, my God. What happened? Uh, LeBron's stat line. What was the stat Is that the, um, the, um, the, yeah? It is. I, All right. I think, I think we lost the big show then, yeah. Okay, so this is a little fun fact. Yeah, LeBron James in the 2011 NBA Finals, he averaged 6.8 assists, 7.2 rebounds. Uh, where's his turnovers? Let's see, that was a five-game series, right? Six game. Six games. Six games. Six yeah. games. So four turnovers. Yeah, four turnovers per game, and 17 points. Game. Oh my gosh! Only seventeen. Yeah, he did get shell shocked. Big show was right. All right, I think we're at the hour mark, right? Yeah. And we lost Big Show, I think. Oh, so uh, let's go with our Muslim sports player of the week. Oh, I had it right here. Hey, where'd he go? To you there? Yeah, man. This. Um, you're going to do the highlight for the Muslim Sports Player of the Week? Yeah, Muslim Sports Player of the Week is Paul Pogba. And he's in the World Cup still. 
<laughs> yep. So currently plays on the French national team, and current club team is Manchester United. And he just did Umrah earlier. Oh yeah, I, I, right you know what? I think the, I, th- I saw right? photos of that too. I think right before think. the World Cup. Yep. It shows you. I mean, there's a lot of great Muslim athletes in the world, and they they do so much great things for the community. And Paul Pug was one of them, definitely. Oh yeah. Even though he gets scrutinized all all the time, but yeah, it's because of his hairstyles. Hairstyles and like people say he doesn't show up in the games, but which is kind of true. Yeah, (laughs) being a Manu fan, but that's a debate for another day. Yeah. (laughs) All right, I think we'll wrap up this episode of Muslim Talk Sports. Thank you all for joining in today. Yep. Okay. Thank you, Nab, for hosting once again. Um, we'll, we'll see same time next week, Thursday. Uh, inshallah. Inshallah. Assalamu alaikum, brothers Inshallah. and sisters. <laughs>